Black Velvet is proud to sponsor Creative Habits Podcast. Black Velvet is a Black-owned family business providing skincare products. Handmade, intentional, and designed to nurture the skin and body. Lather in luxury with our signature Black Velvet Shea Butter. Our base is raw shea infused with essential oils and vitamins to revive and enhance your natural skin's glow. We offer unisex options and a grooming kit to ensure quick and essential groom for daily application for any occasion or season. Try our Beard Gang Kit collection, perfect for a man on the go with notes of barbershop orange and essential oils to protect and nurture your beard growth. Visit us on Etsy at Shop Black Velvet or follow us on Instagram by Black Velvet. Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, beautiful people? Thank you for tuning in again into Creative Habits Podcast. Um, how are you doing today, my love? I'm well. Um, so we're just continuing our conversation about life after death. Yes. On the previous episode, we asked the question, do we survive bodily death? And does consciousness continue after a person has died? We went through the definitions of consciousness and had a conversation about our thoughts about after death. And we talked a little bit about some cultures, the the ancient Greek cultures and African traditions about their views on life after death. And we're going to continue that now. Yes. So um, Native American beliefs on life after death. Um, It is said that the beliefs about life after death vary greatly from tribe to tribe. In traditions of many Native American tribes, the souls of the dead pass into a spirit world um, where they can occasionally still communicate with the living through dreams or intercessions of medicine people, um, pretty similar to African religion uh, beliefs. In other tribes, there is a more structured land of the dead often presided over by a god of death or a supernatural caretaker. In some tribes, there is no Native American afterlife per se. Dead people are believed to become stars or part of the earth unless they are disturbed and turned into ghosts by grave robbers or other unnatural acts. And in some tribes, there is no afterworld at all because the spirits of the dead are reincarnated as new infants within their family or clan. Sounds like we were talking about with um, the African cultures. Right, right. It seems like it's a little bit of everything, Mm -hmm. you know, a little bit of Buddhism, a little bit of um, ancestor worship and a little bit of like heaven and hell type situation. Right. So we went to 
have discussions about ethnic groups. And now we're going to just delve a little bit into religions. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hinduism, uh, two important tenets of Hinduism that guide one's actions and influences um, are suf- of suffering are karma and reincarnation. Mm-hmm. Reincarnation essentially means to be born again. The body is like a set of clothes that the soul removes before putting on new clothing. Didn't I just say that? From a Hindu viewpoint, one can be born as a human, an animal, an insect, or even a plant. What form the next incarnation takes depends on karma, and one can move up or down the hierarchy. Mm. If a person has lived a good life and performed more good deeds than bad, they are born into a more fortunate existence. And it's interesting that Hinduism is over 8,000 years old, or possibly even older, and it's basically the oldest recorded religion Mm-hmm. in the world basically yeah and without learning this we kind of touch base on that um the whole idea of living a good life and right maybe having a chance to reincarnate or the story you told me about you know the kid with the scar mm-hmm. so perhaps depending on how you've lived your life <laughs> in this realm yeah kind of you know defines if, your fate in the next life if you were to be reincarnated what did you think what do you think you would come back as oh that's a, a interesting question that i have no answer to what don't you want to come <laughs> what back don't as? i want to come back as the same person hmm. as in the same characteristics the same life the same story right i would like an opportunity to have a different experience and perhaps because my belief, um, just my own understanding, because I do believe that life after death, you are reincarnated and born again. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that if I have not completed my mission or completed my goals in life or what I was meant to be here on this earth for, I will keep coming back as the same <laughs> spirit until mm-hmm. I get it right. I wouldn't want to come back as a bug. You wouldn't? Nah, because <laughs> if you're like a, you know, a house roach, somebody try to smash you. Right. But that's that's my, I kind of believe that if you're already human, you're probably reincarnated again into a human. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe you come back as a, a, a dingleberry. Mm, maybe. A flower. <laughs> a flower. Who knows? Mm. All right. Oh, uh, we just talked about Hinduism. Let's uh, try Christianity. Well, we, you know, Christianity is one of the major religions across the world right now. Um, but the expectation in Christianity is uh, directed not only at the future of the church, but also uh, the future of the individual believer. It includes definite concepts of personal uh, continuance. continuance of life after death. Many baptized early Christians were convinced they would not die at all, but still, um, but would still experience uh, advent of Christ in their lifetime and would go directly to the kingdom of God. Um, without death, uh, other were other were convinced they would go through the air and meets Christ returning upon the clouds of the sky so basically they believe in 
If you're good, you go to heaven. If you're bad, you go to hell. Without so many words. <laughs> right. I would be interesting in learning um, those who have multiple religions or beliefs or a way of life. So mm-hmm. you, I, I, you can be Hindu, right, and Christian. Or you can be Buddhist and Christian. I don't know. I think think there are a Hindu, a history of Hindus that converted to Christianity, but still hold some of those traditions and and concepts within their lifestyle. Or even African spirituality, because there are some Africans or a lot of Africans who are Christian, yet still implement traditional African beliefs within their culture. So I'm curious to know or learn about how someone's point of view about afterlife, Mm. combining those two beliefs, thinks about it, you know, or which way are you leaning forward to or are, are they similar? Maybe if they're similar, like, you know, good or evil or, you know, maybe there's an expanded idea of their thoughts of life after death. Hmm. with both belief systems. I don't know. I don't know. Applied to their beings or their beliefs. I know a lot of um, Christian, um, I say Christian Nigerians that I met, they deem all their like past traditional, you know, belief systems as like they demonize it. You know, mm. due to like colonialism and stuff like that. Yeah, I guess it depends. Yeah. Because I know a lot of African Christians, whether it be Nigerian, Cameroonian, Zimbabwean, South African, where they're heavily Christian, but those, you know, some of those African traditions, whether or not they, ex- ex- you know, acknowledge it or not, is still very prevalent in yeah. their way of life. Um, so Islamic culture, Islamic religion, after a person dies, holding a memorial consisting of prayer and donations to charity is encouraged. This is called spua. When a person passes away, the family and the community get together seven days after the spua and 40 days after what is called the Arabin. And one year after the one year anniversary, when um, Islamic Religion gathers in these gatherings. They recite the Quran, give charity, and do good deeds on behalf of the deceased. Mm -hmm. The Imam explains those who follow the Islamic faith believe the soul is separated from the body during death. Soul is separated from the body during death. Okay. But the soul lives on and may visit loved ones on the 7th and 40th days after death as well as one year later. It kind of comes back and visits the family, visits the home, and the soul is expecting a gift. It's expecting something from the family, from the loved ones. And the greatest gift that one can give to the deceased from the family is to do a good deed on their behalf. And the Islamic tradition, burying the body as soon as a person passes away, is considered a sign of respect. Mm. To respect and honor the soul, the person that has passed away, and it's recommended to go to this person as soon as possible. Now, when the person is buried, um, before the burial, there's a prayer that is performed before the burial, and then the person is buried. 
While this grieving process doesn't make a loss of a loved one easy, it helps to have the support and a memorial in their honor. That's interesting. That's mm-hmm. interesting. A lot of uh, cultures believe that you should either um, burn the body or um, bury the body to give the, the, the soul a proper release. Mm. You know, especially in Hinduism, you have to, um, and then, um, I want to say Viking, um, some European traditions that you, you have to bury the body, you know, put, um, I think it's like, not quarters, what, what do they call them? Some, they're, they're like little dollars on the eyes, you know, so the, the soul doesn't see what's going on. Mm. And they sew the mouth shut and, and then they burn the body or something like that. It's very interesting. Yeah. I was also reading about um, how some Russian cultures long ago would bury their um, people who have passed on above ground. Mm. And then they would bury them with weapons so that they can be prepared. Because Russians when they don't fuck around. <laughs> when they arrive in the afterlife. They do not mess around out in yeah. Russia. So what does Buddhism teach about life after death? All life is in a cycle of death and rebirth called samasara. Uh, I probably butchered that. Samsara, I think. This cycle is something to escape from. When someone dies in dies their energy passes into another form buddhists believe in karma um, or intentional action which is kind of similar to mm-hmm. uh, Hindu, hinduism through good action such as ethical conduct and by developing um, concentration and wisdom buddhists hope to enter and gain enlightenment or to ensure a better future for themselves these good actions are set out for um, the eightfold path, which includes uh, right speech, left, right li- livelihood, excuse me, and um, right concentration. Good actions will result in a better, uh, a better rebirth, while bad actions will have the opposite effect depending on the actions performed in previous lives. Rebirth could be uh, as simple as human or animal or even ghosts, demigods or gods. Being born as a human is seen by Buddhists as a rare opportunity to work towards escaping the cycle of samsara. Uh, The escape from samsara is called nirvana or enlightenment. Once nirvana is achieved and the other enlightened individuals uh, physically dies, Buddhists believe that they are no longer, they will no longer be reborn. The Buddha taught that when nirvana is achieved, Buddhists are able to see the world as it really is. Nirvana means releasing and accepting the four noble truths. And being awake to reality. Some Buddhists believe that enlightenment, enlightened individuals can choose to be reborn in order to help others become enlightened. Others believe that when Nirvana is achieved, the cycle of samsara, um, all suffering and further existence for that individual itself ends. Hmm. 
So do you think that there's a lot of similarities between Buddhism and Hinduism? Yes, but a lot of similarities between most of all of the cultures that we just discussed. Right. Right. There's like a balance, you know, when you have met your fate, when you have died, there's almost like an assessment that occurs. Mm -hmm. Did you do good deeds while you were alive or did you not do good deeds while you were alive? Were you good to yourself? Were you good to others? Right. So Buddhism, even like the Greek um, culture that we had discussed, it's almost as if some are saying, regardless of what you did, you are still going to be enlightened or you know, helping those that are still in the the living realm become more enlightened. Mm. Whereas some are like, okay, well, if you did good, you know, you go where the good people are. If you do bad, you're going to return until you get it right. What I'm curious about is what happens when, you know, the Buddha said you reach nirvana. Like, is that a heaven? Is that like eternal peace? Like, what is that? Well, I think when nirvana is achieved, you you get an idea of what the world is, right? And then they said you become re- reincarnated into someone else so that you can give a piece of your enlightenment to that person, mm-hmm. whether or not they're conscious of it. But it it's cyclical. So maybe like the more people are born, the more enlightened we become because a piece of death has entered the living realm through mm-hmm. reincarnation. That's interesting. That's interesting. I always wanted to, um, like, really research Buddhism. It seemed like a nice religion to follow, you know? Or, well, I don't want to say religion, but, like, yeah. spiritual beliefs. Because I don't think it's really a religion. It's, not, they don't. Buddhism, they're not considered as religion. Yeah, they're considered a way of Buddha. life. Yeah. You don't pray to Buddha. Right. Because, like I said, you can be a Christian but still be Buddhist. Mm-hmm. You can be, you know, it's just a way that you've chosen to be more in tune with life and people. Yeah. Hmm. So what's the last one? The last one. That was the last one. No, it wasn't. We got one more. Um, A digital afterlife. Right. So that was our last religion way of life based I don't think it's religion, but like, yeah, an interpretation of of the afterlife or a future result that may happen um, for like a future afterlife. Um, A digital digital afterlife, a professor of neuroscience says it will one day be possible to live in a computer after death. Didn't we watch a film kind of like that? We did. (laughs) We did. And it was a crazy, I think... I never remember the movie, uh, the names of these movies, but um, it was this guy who. Um, well, let me let me uh, break this down before I get into the movie. Imagine scanning your grandma's brain in a sufficient detail to build a mental duplicate. When she passes away, the duplicate is turned on and lives a simulated video game universe a digital asylum complete with bingo tv soaps and uh, knitting needles to keep the simulacrum the simulation i guess happy 
You could talk to her by phone, just like always. She could join Christmas dinners by Skype. Uh, Ooh, how creepy. I know. <laughs> E-Granny would uh, think of herself as the same person that she always was. With the same memories and personality. The same consciousness transferred to a well-regulated nursing home and able to offer her wisdom to her offspring for af- forever, forever and after and after that's too creepy that's, that's when i feel like we have to draw the line that's like a ghost <laughs> in a machine we have to draw the line but that's kind of selfish in a sense you know what i mean like it depends like if somebody wants their consciousness to live forever they should be able to agree to it, sign a waiver. Like the family shouldn't have that option. That should be the person that's about to pass away. Right. Option. But even if the person agrees to it, what if once they die, their conscious being after death still has access to this realm and then mm. no longer has the duty of guiding or supporting us on that side? Right. It's right. just messing up the natural way that it should be. Yeah. Just like they shouldn't do holograms of superstars that passed away. That's just creepy. It's it's definitely creepy. It's a ghost. It's a ghost. I I I, I could say I I wouldn't want to do that. Like, Mm-mm. but it's also computer generated. I mean, it's not the real person. It's just no. Like it's a, not. A, it's a robot. It's cold. You know, it's 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 cold. Gosh. But yeah, we seen a movie about it about this guy who got into a car accident and um he thought his wife was like in the same type of simulation on the computer and he kept calling her and um it's basically one of those futuristic things. But fast forward throughout the movie, it was it it ended up being him as the simulation inside the computer, you know. Very interesting movie. I think it was on Amazon Prime, but you guys should check it out. <laughs> if we knew the name, <laughs> <laughs> if I could think we, about it, we watched so many films that we don't even remember what we watched. So, all of this is speculation, of course. You know, it's thousands of years of hearsay and the game of telephone somebody telling us this is going to happen and mm-hmm. you know it just expanded to this great right story of whatever definitely but we we do want to know what you guys think i think that's what we're going to spend a lot of this season doing mm-hmm. um so if you want to drop like a comment down on our instagram page or even anchor spotify just to give us your feedback about what you thought about this conversation what are your thoughts about the afterlife or what are your thoughts about death you know where do we go absolutely i mean we got a few minutes left like um what are your thoughts what do you think we go where do you think we go after we pass away i believe about i believe the cyclical concept where life continues Mm. whether we are in a living realm or spiritual realm there's still a level of consciousness or a level of existence that happens when we die when we die i don't think that we just become nothing i think that our role changes 
but it is from a different side where we are not clearly visible in this space once we die, but we are somewhere where we facilitate or support the living. Can you be reincarnated if you're an ancestor? That's a good question. I want to say yes. I want to say that you can be reincarnated. Perhaps you can be at two places in one. Mm. So for instance, when I say that, I think if a child is born and someone has just passed on or passed on years ago, that person can, is characteristics or traits can appear within that child's DNA. Mm. Yet that ancestor can still have a role or is still doing work on the other side. So you're almost leaving like a piece of your cell in somebody else. Mm. But the majority of your existence or the majority of what you are, your spirit, is still on that other side. Mm. So you're giving little pieces of your spirit to somebody else. Okay. What do you think? I think so. Because it's weird that I could still I could see little pieces of like my grandma and my and, and our child, <laughs> you know, yeah. like just like little mannerisms or like like little attitudes. Like my grandma passed away back in two thousand and eight. You know what I mean? And it's twenty twenty one. Well, he was born in twenty twenty, but it was no twenty twenty nineteen. My bad. And um, you know. Oh, do you know what's creepy? Before mm. you finish that story. Your grandma passed in 2008. Mm-hmm. I got pregnant in 2018. For real? Yes. Wow. Literally 10 years. Yeah. But it's like 8-8. Eight, eight. Let me not. <laughs> Mind blowing. Yeah, it's just interesting that, you know, some mannerisms or how Junior can look like my mother when she was a a child but she's still alive you know what I mean like yeah it's creepy and then but that's why I think it's beyond what we can see Mm. if traits and features can be passed on through families there has to be some way that a spirit is also coming into you know a living being like our child like you say, you, you see a lot of your grandma's characteristics, her personality within your child. Yeah. That says a lot about things that we can't see. And it's probably common sense, but we don't have conversations like this to be like, really think about it. That's kind of incredible. It's crazy. I think all of this is like connected. Like you said, it's just a collective consciousness and it. It's not just with humans, it's with all life on this planet, or yeah. even the planet itself. You know, the planet is a, a living thing, if we think about it. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, we also talked about, I'm, I'm kind of going off a tangent, but we also talked about PTSD or things that are transferred mm-hmm. through generations. There mm-hmm. has to be mm-hmm. some connection that's deeper than what we can physically understand. You ever wonder, like, who was, like, the first, (laughs) like, the very first 
Wakatama. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or even before that, like the very your your earliest the ancestors. earliest right the earliest ancestors. And are you a reflection of that? Are you reincarnated from that? What if our habits are are a product of those experiences? Mm. What if we are made through those experiences? And yeah. a merging of two different experiences because, you know, there are two families that come together to make a person. I think that's at, at the end of the day, this this planet, this reality, this world is, you know, it's like a school, you know. Mm-hmm. And if the whole point is to graduate or go to the next grade, mm-hmm. if you don't do well in that school, you're held back. Um, mm. maybe a grade or a few grades, you know what I mean? So um, the whole point is to learn and gain that life experience, you know, in order to go to the next grade or the next life, you know, in order to hopefully get your master's or your PhD of this game called life. I really like that. And it's I, I really like that analogy mm-hmm. and theory that you have. Um. And speaking of that, or thinking about that, and thinking about your family history, do you believe that your mission is complete, or you are making (coughs) an improvement for your previous generations, for the generation moving forward? Like, how would you grade your, your family's experience, or like, what degree or diploma <laughs> would they receive? I know it's definitely not nirvana right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that Same. higher form of consciousness or that three forms of consciousness yet. But maybe later on it will be. Yeah. Um, here is your quote of the day. If you surrender completely to the moments as they pass, you live more richly those moments. And... Morrow Lindbergh. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment, and um, we look forward to you listening to the next episode, family. Peace.